0: Greetings. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, hey, and
1: i kick ass. <laughs> all out of With dance moves. Lockers. Apparently. Oh,
2: love you guys. You guys cracked me up. The look on your face, Dirty Dan. That 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 was awesome. That really was. Uh, oh, it's
0: okay. When when you go back and watch the recording, and you see all my dance moves. You'll. She can have that one. It's yes, fine. yes, I'm, I'm going to steal a show right, right before <laughs> it even really got started. So, it's okay.
2: and uh, welcome to part two of uh, episode fifty-one, the anniversary anniversary show. special. Yes. How's your guys' week been?
1: Wouldn't it be fifty-one point five? Are we doing like fifty-one and a half, or like fifty-one and three quarters? It, it, it'll, be three quarters? PT2.
2: it'll be fifty-one B. Fifty-one PT two. It'll be fifty-one TR three B. Yes, part two. <laughs> Oh, oh. Car, oh,
1: God.
2: Heart, TR. What, what, what wow. was that you said, Dirty Dan? I said it'll be 51 TR3 B. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Shut
1: up. Yeah,
2: she told you. So have yeah, uh, I get it all the time. Have uh, you guys got a chance to check out the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills?
0: No, but I did save it i did i did i did save it to watch it yes
2: i
1: actually is it a horror movie yes
2: it's it's brand new michael myers halloween movie uh
1: can i be honest it's on peacock
2: yes please do
1: can i be honest first of all that man won't watch a fucking horror movie second of all um (laughs) i don't really like i don't like i used to be an avid horror movie watcher i don't like vibe with that shit anymore
0: why won't I watch a horror movie? I like you, good laughs. You
1: yeah, exactly. You don't watch a horror movie. Couldn't be right, bothered? I laugh
0: at it. <laughs> um, still speculating but, with like, my eyes.
1: Not only not only since like I've done like a deep dive on like my awakening and spiritual journey, but also since having my daughter. Like I just I don't know, like they just hit different. I don't vibe with it anymore.
0: I'm so excited that when, when, when our daughter gets older that I can go to a movie with her and we can both laugh because she thinks like I do, and that's kind of petrifying.
2: Well, I am just glad she doesn't look like you. She, bro. Dude. No, no. She looks like her mom. She looks like her mom.
0: Now, more so than she first did, but I can show you some baby pictures. You wouldn't be able to tell us apart.
2: Well,
1: I'm. How about Charlotte just looks like Charlotte?
2: There you go. There you that go. is true. Now, when I was little, I looked like, when I was a baby, I, I looked like a potato.
0: Yeah, but that was because oh, you always you had your remember. ass looking.
2: Oh, ho, 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 ho. yeah, yeah. Oh, my mom told me to tell you hello, by the way.
0: Hello,
1: Mama, Mama Goose. Go.
0: We miss her. That was so, so enjoyable.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: She's, <laughs>
1: she's, I think we should do more prank calls. Well, I mean,
0: um, uh, Mama definitely. Goose, I'm going to need I'm your mailing address for, for a bill. My carrier pigeon never came
2: back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I we, we, we can definitely call some more. I'm always up for that. Um,
1: we're gonna have to call Bob
2: one of these times. Oh, I would oh I would love to call Bob. I would love to call Bob. Bob cracks me up. Bob's funny.
1: Bob is like Bob came on my Zoom last night and Bob doesn't realize that he's like low-key famous.
2: <laughs> pull up, pull up, pull up.
1: I know. Pull up, Rebecca, pull up. Jesus Christ, what the fuck?
2: Bob is good. Bob is good. Where's a like beano? Where's a beano? Uh, oh, don't forget uh, to repeat again last week. Uh, this is, like I said, part two. We are now on Pandora on the Pandora app and mm-hmm. website, along with iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, anywhere you can find top-quality podcast. And we're also on four radio stations uh, working on uh, – there may be another one coming on board uh, before the end of the year. So that will put Next us on five. Stop. So serious XM that is the ultimate goal. That is the ultimate goal. So, uh, <clears throat> I would
0: love, love to be able to just have a sit down with Howard Stern.
2: That will never happen, man. I know. Have, ha, have you listened to Howard Stern lately? Yeah. He has changed his point of view so much. And I don't oh, know, I know if I really agree with some of the stuff that he says anymore. He used to be all about free speech and doing all <sighs> this. And he's kind of, you know, not the same anymore.
0: I think he got tired of paying millions of dollars of fines every year.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> dude, dude, he he he's he's, he's been uncensored since 06. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh. So, and uh, did uh, they uh, um, agree with me that Howard Stern is not the same? Is that what that was? No. Oh, okay. No. So, no. but yeah, he's. Have you ever listened to Howard Stern, and Rebecca?
1: No. Uh, no, I honestly, to be a hundred with you, until you reached out to me the very first time through TikTok to be on your show, I didn't know what the fuck a podcast was. Really? Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah. yep to I
1: one hundred percent.
0: I had tried getting her to listen to other podcasts, yeah. to this podcast, to all sorts of things, and it's always she does she does what she wants. She doesn't care what I want to listen to, and then it'll be six months later down the road, and someone will suggest it. She'll be all about
2: it, and then I'm just sitting there going. Really? Really? So did you actually have to go ask him what a podcast was? Yep. Did he have yeah. To? Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. I said, I just got this message. Like they want me to be on their, on their show, on a podcast. Like what is a podcast? And he just went like this. <laughs> oh, you're so pretty.
2: <laughs> you know, and more nowadays, podcast is not a traditional podcast anymore it's becoming the the video element as well you know back when it first got started it was just all audio
1: I think that's like why I never got interested in it because I hate listening to like the commercials and people talk on the radio. Right. So I just immediately like dismissed it, and it didn't exist. In Not my reality all for podcasts
0: very long time. have commercials. Well, that is
2: true.
1: No, I, no, but like I didn't want to listen to people talk. That was my thing.
2: Now I, you know, we do have commercials um, for you know friends of the show or other, uh, other people on the radio show. We, we do have some commercials for you know people. Uh, that are friendship no, shows. No, 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 so no you're, mis- you're right. missing my
1: point. Like, I didn't like listening to people talk. So gotcha. I wasn't going to like, gotcha. seek like out people talk. What we're doing right now,
0: she doesn't want to listen to. She never listens to anything we do.
1: That's not
2: true. Well, you know, everything that we record, I listen to it at least three times. I listen yeah. to it when I put it together, I listen to it when it's put together. And then when it drops on one of the platforms, I go listen to it as well. So three times minimum.
0: I, I, I do that. I constantly have podcasts going like, well, like we were messaging back last yeah. week about when, uh, you know, you, Justin Perkins, and I when are we going to have that little, uh, that little reconvene again?
2: Right. <laughs> well, we, well we, we, That's something we definitely need to do. So oh, that
0: was a, that was a blast. And buddy, neither of us can figure out what the fuck you said. When you said we'd have to go back and listen to it.
2: I can't even remember, but I mean, it it was, (laughs) I I would, uh, because I, I, I just listened to it once. And what what were you guys even saying when, when I said that, do you remember what you were saying? Oh, uh, well, we had
0: just finished talking about, you made the comment and I said, you're going to get some hate mail for the homophobic comment. You can't say that. And we started laughing and going back and forth and justin and i were both saying something and you tried to chime in and then we stopped and said what and you said you'll just have to go back and listen to it
2: oh i i would have to go back and listen to it to let you know dude you know
1: you're it's almost becoming like oh we're gonna have to circle back to that
2: yeah oh yeah definitely, definitely. <laughs> we're gonna have to okay. go back
1: and listen to
2: that oh um but uh, i do want to thank everyone for tuning in to uh part two of the anniversary show episode 51 you can always call text or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396 or they can email how can they do that dirty dan
0: well you can email any of us at our specific emails and you got goose at here at chew bubblegum.com Dirty Dan at HereToChewBubbleGum.com Rebecca at HereToChewBubbleGum.com Or you can email into the show, Netter Elliott at chewbubblegum at Yahoo.com
2: You are correct. So we're going to go ahead without further ado and jump into part two. And in part two, we're going to start out. Uh, Dirty Dan is talking about NASA. See so Hope you enjoy it. And uh, thank you very much. Don't forget, next week on the show, we will have... Or the following week, we will have the Spooky Family. <clears throat> How did you guys like it? You thought I was just going to go straight to it, didn't you? Coming up on October 31st, show of Here to Chew Bubble Gum, we will have uh, the Spooky Family and a very special guest ghost story, surprise guest ghost story, with a surprise guest. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubble Gum. We're going into part two right now.
0: And welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum, folks, with Goose Dirty Dan and the one, the only wonderful Rebecca.
1: Uh, queen of the flock. Queen.
0: Yes. Yes, she Look is. At me. Look at me.
2: Look at me. You are the queen Look now. At me.
1: Look at me. Look at me. I am the queen now. <laughs> um,
2: this is a uh, uh, great interview there with Luke Fugit. Uh, Fugit. Fugit, yes. This is, um, that was. I don't know why I struggle with that. Well. Hey man. I don't know
1: why you struggle with spirituality.
2: His his interview specific. His interview was in part one. This is part two of uh episode 51, the happy anniversary show. Um we're gonna start out part two, and Dirty Dan's gonna talk about NASA. I
0: sure am. And their latest and hopefully greatest creation, although it really, it really looks like uh, they tried to make the SR-71 again and failed. <laughs> Did they fail miserably or just fail? Well, the thing hasn't fly, uh, flown yet, so I can't, I can't tell you if it was a catastrophic uh, approach at it or not. But we'll see. So this is in regards to NASA's new quiet supersonic X-59, X-69 jets. Um that is approaching the first test flight um nasa said that the x-59s are now finally resembling an actual aircraft newly released time-lapse footage of the u.s space agency shows the merging of the major aircraft sections of nasa's x-59 quiet supersonic technology or quest aircraft uh a blog post from nasa explains the x-59 whose design was first revealed to the public in 2019 is gradually taking shape as NASA in partnership with Lockheed Martin and Skunk Works aims to create a jet that could reignite commercial supersonic air travel almost two decades after the Concorde's last flight. The construction of the X-59 is taking place at Lockheed Martin Skunk Works in Palmdale, California. And once completed, the supersonic jet will likely be capable of cruising at Mach 1.4, which is 925 miles per hour. The X-59 was specifically designed with a thin 30-foot-long nose that lowers the sound of the sonic boom when the jet surpasses the speed of sound at 767 miles per hour. That should allow it to reach supersonic speeds soon after takeoff. The Concorde, by comparison, had to remain at a lower speed over populated areas due to its immense sonic boom. NASA awarded Lockheed Martin the $247.5 million contract to develop the X-59, and the company is expected to finish the construction of the jet this year before moving under the test flight phase of 2022. According to Inceptive Mind, the finished aircraft is expected to be 94 feet long, have a wingspan of only 29 and a half feet. It will have a maximum takeoff weight of 32,300 pounds and should reach top speeds of about Mach 1.5. The short video clip that was released by NASA shows the piecing together of various parts of the X-59's fuselage and its wings. We've now transitioned from being a bunch of separate parts sitting around on different parts of the production floor to an airplane, says Jay Brennan, NASA chief engineer. A caption in the NASA blog post also says that the construction process shown in the video marks the first time that the X-59 has been able to resemble an actual aircraft. The engineers working on the project use laser projections to quickly check that pre-drilled parts were correctly fitted during construction. NASA explains that the extensive use of features and pre-drilled full-size fastener holes has significantly reduced the time it takes to locate and fit parts, especially mating large assemblies like this. Said David Richardson, Lockheed Martin's program director. It is sort of like how Legos go together. That, that does not make me feel good.
1: We're really comparing space, space travel to fucking Legos.
0: Yep. We use the laser tracker to make sure it is all aligned per the engineering specs before we permanently bolt it together nasa and lockheed martin aren't the only companies aiming to form part of a resurgence in supersonic commercial flight boom supersonic for example recently told ie in in a march interview that it aims to remove the barriers of experiencing the planet the company was recently granted a three billion dollar contract from united airlines as part of its plans to go carbon neutral though the x-59 only has space for a pilot with no passengers uh nasa aims to eventually develop the aircraft's quiet supersonic jet technology for commercial flight and possibly also for the u.s military the new aircraft nicknamed by some as the "Son of concord signals a new era of commercial space flight
1: <clears throat> how is it going to be commercial f- space flight if there's no room for passengers
0: oh just wait the, it gets better because they go on to describe the plane here there's no front windows Supersonic planes might be speedy, but they have one distinct problem. They generate an unbearably loud sound. When an aircraft travels faster than the speed of sound, shockwaves form and travel away from the aircraft, merging and generating sonic booms heard on the ground for miles. NASA's work with Lockheed Martin Skunk Works to transform aviation through its faster-than-sound X-59 technology aircraft that reduces sonic booms to a barely audible sonic thump. The new single-seat plane... (coughs) will cruise at an altitude of 55,000 feet while moving at <coughs> sorry, a speed of about Mach 1.4. But what it won't have, however, is any forward-facing windows. Instead, NASA will have it rely on their own in-house developed external vision system. According to Forbes, NASA's XVS subsystem lead, Randy Bailey, calls the artificial vision system the last line of defense in the domain where the pilot can use the system to see an oncoming air vehicle. Way before we get to that point, we have ATC, or air traffic control, and ADSB information, assuming the other air traffic is on it, he explained. The X-59 does not include a forward canopy in order to maintain its long needle-nose shape. Bailey also added that uh, instead it uses what Bailey refers to as an electronic window all in quotes nasa's electronic window xvs system includes a pair of high-res cameras and a 4k monitor the first 4k camera is located atop and slightly ahead of the cockpit and is augmented with synthetic vision capability allowing the pilot to apparently artificially see through fog and clouds a second camera underneath the nose can extend during takeoff and landings. In this sense, the aircraft is fully covered and does not require a window. NASA's XVS system provides all the visual information required for the pilot to fly safely. The FAA has yet to comment.
2: Okay, I'm, I'm a little bit confused. We're going to put you in a plane. It has no windows. We're going to give you video cameras and a monitor to fly this thing. and Supersonic. That... Uh, that
1: this whole thing sounds like shenanigans.
2: Yes, yes it does. Um,
0: here here's the rendition of it.
2: I mean, yeah, that I've made paper airplanes that look better than that. I mean, you've got the TR Congratulations, guys, this is what billions of dollars have gone to.
1: So we're spending over I mean, the the one number that stuck out was 3 billion dollars. $3 billion to build a non-passenger space shuttle with no windows.
0: The $3 billion was just for the technology development. The plane itself was almost a billion.
2: That's. Um...
1: Are they going to lose the fucking plans again?
3: <laughs> that's,
0: that's Okay,
1: next story. I'm over it.
0: All I'm going to say <clears throat> is that we already had a plane that could carry way more than one person. That could fly three times as high. Yeah, seventeen times faster than this thing.
1: Shenanigans.
2: Yeah, yeah that that doesn't make much sense, but you know <coughs> that's. Oh well, you know. <laughs> hey. I am glad you two
0: feel the same way I did when <laughs> it, I read this because I'm like, huh, wait, what?
1: <laughs> I feel dumber having listened to you read that. <laughs> Like, I feel like that provided me no fucking useful information. I just wasted like six minutes of my life.
2: (laughs) You guys are going to have to be sure to check out the Zoom. Uh, The look on Dirty Dad's face right now uh, is uh, there. There's there's no way to describe it. You're you're just going to have to watch the the video when it drops. Uh, Very good comment, Rebecca. Very good comment.
1: Oh, he muted himself so that he can swear at
2: me. Moving on, I'm going to talk about the Gateway Experiments. This is an older article that I found, and really, you know, this is something that we'll talk about more in depth later on in future shows. Have you guys heard of the Gateway Experience?
0: No, but I've heard of the Gateway Portal.
2: Okay. Well, uh, it's no secret that the human mind is capable of doing so much uh, it is the human mind that took man to the moon or built the atomic bomb, among several other great scientific achievements. But like researchers you. have also been working on expanding its reach from the realms of a physical universe and pushing it beyond transcending space and time. Recently, one of those techniques used by the CIA surfaced online and has been a, uh, has, has been quite a revelation for many. The CIA technique, dubbed the Gateway Experiment, Gateway Experience was essentially described as a training program to bring enhanced uh, strength, uh, focus, uh, and so forth to connect brainwave frequencies output between the left and right uh, hemispheres that would alter the consciousness, pushing it uh, through the outside of physical space. Uh, escaping restrictions of space and time basically it is a way to put minds in a very different state of consciousness controlling our brain with the motive of interacting with non-physical aspects of reality it uses according to the cia report range from uh, converting energy to heal one's body to traveling across space and time to learn and access new information the uh, CIA uh, initiation of the Gateway Experiments, uh, McDonnell was commissioned to work on the Gateway, Experiment, Gateway Experience in the 1980s at a time when the U.S. was taking a deep interest in different uh, varieties of psychic research, primarily since the Soviet Union has been uh, taking a keen interest in psychokinesis, or ESP. Hey, buddy. And, yes, sir. Didn't they do some of that
0: at Dayton or Wright Patt Air Force Base?
2: Yes, they did. And okay, there's there's actually a uh, new report that claims, and, and and the guy never came clean, but uh, Lou Elizondo, who used to be a former member of ATIP, uh, that he can actually do that and, you know, uh, astro project or uh, remote viewing and can see other things. Uh, He didn't make the claim. There was an investigator that dug into him, and that is one of the claims that he took away from that, Lou Alexandro, yet has not denied anything. And that come out, uh, I think, on Friday of this week. So uh, the basis of the Gateway experiments actually comes from the research conducted by Robert Munro, a broadcasting executive who was stuttering who was stuttering? Who was studying to understand the effects of sound on human consciousness during the 1950s? I've always found that kind of uh, weird. Th- 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 tell me more. And fascinating at the same time. You know, you have a company that, like in the article you just read, they spent three billion dollars on technology. To put this plane in. The plane itself costed one billion dollars, um, but yet they're Fooling with ESP, doing experiments and so forth. What's your thoughts on that? So,
0: I, anytime, now, now thinking about it, I do. I've, I have heard of the Gateway, and obviously, I asked because I remember seeing something about it actually when my dad and I had gone to Wright Pad Air Force Base Museum again, and I can't help but think back to those god awful Russian human experiments that were done in the end of world war ii and cold war and it scares the ever living hell out of me
2: oh of course of course it does
0: because they are straight dumping our money being dishonest about it into essentially what i'm going to call torturing live human beings to see how they can manipulate them
2: well, it also goes into Stranger Things too. That's based on those. Oh. Yes, it does. And uh, you know, the that. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. The, the, the Stranger Things show is actually based on the Montauk project or experiment. Well, I knew uh, that.
0: I, I remember Rebecca actually telling me that before, and I should have known that since I'm Hopper.
2: You 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 should have known that.
0: My apologies. I was still playing the dumb sheriff role.
2: Oh, uh, what's your thoughts on that Rebecca on ESP and remote viewing and all that uh,
1: well it's 100% true um, it's also on the map um, we just had a comment come in to, from Paul all the news out of NASA is to cover up how they really spend money
2: oh yes exactly,
3: exactly but
1: um yeah, no, it's like astral projection, remote viewing. I mean, the the close encounters, the um oh my god. The ex- the experiment. What the fuck is it it just literally left my brain. Bye-bye. What are we what is it called? <laughs> the Gateways. The Gateway. experience. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like glitched out for a second. Um it's I mean, it's it needs to be acquired and used though with the right intention. Like it all it all comes down to intention. So when they're doing these fucking experiments and they're trying to like manipulate these people, I mean that is that's not how you get that. That's when you go into the upside down. You know what I'm saying? Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. And I and I totally agree with you. <laughs> totally agree with you. Um let's see. That that
0: it really is kind of bothersome.
2: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I guess we're going to uh, take a break and go into uh, episode three of Believe It or Not with Justin Perkins and myself. And when we come back, we'll close everything out on part one of the show, and uh, we'll tell about what's coming up next week, if that sounds good to you guys. That sounds like a hell of a plan, sir. What are we listening to, Rebecca? Here to chew
0: bubblegum.
1: We're listening to Here to chew bubblegum. And you're you're going
2: to flock around and find out. Yeah. We'll uh, be right back. (laughs) It's now time for Believe It or Not with Justin and Goose.
4: Hello, I'm Justin Perkins, and some of the best things in life just aren't quite believable.
2: Jot them down, store love from Abner. I'm Goose, and welcome to Believe It or Not with Justin and Goose. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the Russian boy from Mars. Uh, Now, had you heard about this story before I made you aware of it? No, I had not. Now, this is a fascinating one because, I mean, we need to follow up on this one. Uh, I will let you pronounce this guy's name.
4: Uh, Uh, My Russian is good. Uh, Boriska Kiprianovich.
2: Okay, what he said, Bariska Kiprianovich, um, is from Vologard, Russia, and he claims that he, along with others, were sent to Earth to save mankind from an ap- apocalyptic nuclear war. Um, also, his knowledge of outer space and the Red Planet for nearly twenty years have taken scientists and experts by surprise uh bariska's parents claimed that he was able to speak after just a few months old and he would discuss subjects that they never taught him such as alien civilizations bariska's mother and father didn't teach him anything about space and as a child he would often sit and talk about mars the planetary system and alien civilizations what's your thoughts on that so far
4: It's, I mean, look, all you can do is take it at face value. If they're telling the truth, this kid was astonishing from day one. You know, I mean, if they're sending him to stop a nuclear war, they might have sent him to the wrong country. I don't know. (laughs) He's got an uphill battle there. But uh, it is definitely a very intriguing story. This is one of those things that, true or not true, I'm going to be interested in as soon as I see it. It takes me back, you know, when I was younger, every night before bed, uh, my papa would sit down, and he'd start reading Weekly World News, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever was. I did not. I thought it was the craziest, truest thing ever made, and so that's what I was brought up reading was Weekly, was Weekly World, World, News. World News. And like this reminds me of something you'd see in there, except this is a little better written, you know, some of the articles well, I've seen.
2: You know, and you can duck-duck-go this and find some interesting facts about this. Uh, Bariska basically says that um, all Martians are around seven feet tall, uh, they still live underground uh, currently on the red planet, and they breathe in carbon dioxide. He says that they are immortal and stop aging at age 35. And according to him, they are also technology. Uh, techn- they are also very advanced and capable of interstellar travel. It's one of those days where I found- I've got marbles in my mouth. Um, as a schoolboy, Bariska uh, explained how the Martians had a strong connections. Two ancient Egyptians on Earth. Um, let me find this part real quick here. He um, said that life on Earth was cha- that life on Earth will change dramatically when the Great Sphinx monument in Giza is unlocked. Adding that the opening mechanism is hidden behind an ear. Now, have you ever done any research on the pyramids of Giza or, or the Sphinx?
4: A lot. And uh, it's one of those things that really, really fascinate me, especially with not only the dating of the pyramids and things of that nature, but what is under the paw of the Sphinx. We know there's something there. We can we can prove that. But Egypt's a weird place, um, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of politics and a lot of bragging rights when it comes to digging something up and finding it. And they've either already went in and found something they don't want to share or... They're just not wanting to let anybody in there for whatever well, reason.
2: What do you think about his comment saying that you know there would be? Uh, uh, let's see, Earth will change dramatically when the Great Sphinx, Great Sphinx monument in Giza, is unlocked. I mean that the opening mechanism is hidden behind an ear.
4: Well, that's that's a pretty safe bet because I, I look at it like this, uh, you, you know. We know the pyramids had a function of some sort. They weren't just built for the heck of it. No, they wouldn't. You know, and modern people do build things, uh, you know, monuments, Lincoln Monument, things of that nature for no reason. I understand we have a history of of that, but, you know, people of that time differed from modern people because— they didn't have the manpower and the time and the investment to put into something that didn't serve some type of purpose. So it had to, on the least, be maybe a temple. You know, at the best, possibly be a library, which would be amazing. You know, the lost library of Alexandria. You know, it, it, something like that has been stored there or, or anything of that nature. You know, that would make it one of the greatest finds you know, in on the history of man.
2: Now, and we do have a fellow Kentuckian that has made claims before. That, you know, when a secret chamber would be discovered in 2000, I think, 2012.
4: Edgar Casey. Yes,
2: yes. and he also predicted just what you said would be found there.
4: I, you know, I I am a staunch skeptic when it comes to psychics and anything of that nature, but uh, Edgar Casey has always just fascinated me for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, he he's one of those guys that... He knew something, I just don't know how he knew it.
2: Yes, and I totally agree with you. Now, uh, I've been looking into the pyramids, and uh, especially the Spinks lately, and uh, this one video, and I cannot remember, it was on, I think, the Discovery Channel. I cannot remember the name of the show, but it was talking about, they had diagrams, supposedly, that they'd found somewhere else in, in Egypt. I can't remember where, but... There was a series of tunnels and rivers and uh, so forth under the sphinx that people actually entered these in the early 1900s, and they sealed them back up.
4: Well, that's not a big leap. I mean, you're looking at a completely stone surface that this is carved out of. I, I think that's kind of the difference between it and uh the pyramids actually the sphinx the the bottom the base for the sphinx is carved out of an existing rock layer and then the sphinx is i don't know if the sphinx itself is carved out of that entire layer i know the legs are but i believe the entirety of the sphinx is actually carved out of the ground so there's a lot of room there you know they were going and build tunnels it's The possibilities are. And tunnels in the ancient world are not a new thing, you know. The underworld played a huge part in in Egyptian mythology. It did in almost all cultures leading up to our own, and it still does in a lot of ways, you know. But we know from ground penetrating radar and things of that nature, there's definitely, and I don't know if the date coincided with Casey or not, but I know they found the 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 room under the paw. Yes. And then as far as, you know, the one thing that I found interested in what he said about it, the the mechanism to open it being found behind an ear, that's not the original face of the Sphinx more than likely, what's currently on it. It was probably a lion's head at one time. And it's kind of, I've seen good arguments that show you know, based on aging and things of that nature, that it's newer than the rest of, of, the, of the the body. body yes. Which should be the opposite because mm-hmm. most of its lifetime it's been covered in sand. Sand comes in, covers these things up. So the first thing that gets exposed every time is the face. That's a lot of why the nose is gone. So it takes the brunt of the wind and abrasion from the sand blowing in. So it should not only look older, which it does in some respects to the rest of the body, but it should age and date You know and show more signs of aging and it doesn't it shows to be a lot newer part so no doubt they've changed it maybe they lost knowledge of where this opening mechanism is and it was covered up or damaged when they changed the face of the sphinx
2: now I think one of the ears when you look back behind one of the ears you can see an opening Uh, I don't know you know and it may be big enough to crawl into I know on top of the sphinx there is a thing covered up that they sealed up that was way down inside And one of the ears, I think it's the one farthest from the pyramid, I'm thinking there's an opening or something because they've got it blocked off with rock or or sandstone or something, and it's not a perfect fit. You can see, you know, where there's gaps in
4: it. Well, you know – Egyptologists, especially local guys. I can't remember the guy's name to save my life, but he's the guy you see on every single show about Egypt. and The the,
2: gray beard beard guy.
4: Yeah, he is a control freak. He has full back of the government, and they limit what can be said, what can be found, what can be done, when something can be looked at, and who can look at it. And he probably knows if there's something in there. I
2: actually think he may have got replaced a few years ago. Like that maybe be, a year or two ago. That
4: would be a vast improvement because... And I think he
2: sued the, the uh, uh, Egyptian government because they replaced him. He he was as a... The, what was he, the head of antiquities? Yes. yes.
4: I know his name like I know my own. I cannot think of it. He was probably the biggest roadblock for the work that uh, Dr. Randall Carlson did and, and the stuff that he brought Graham Hancock in. And this guy thinks Graham Hancock's the evilest man that ever the face of the earth. Graham Hancock is not a scientist, he's not a historian, he's an author, but he's a very intelligent man and he's put a lot of work into it. But a lot of his theories are backed by guys like Dr. Randall Carlson until he come up with this aging theory on the Sphinx that it's older and that it is water erosion that's caused this and not sand, which means it was built in a time that it was a much more... uh, you know, a much different climate than it has been in the time frame that it was originally thought to be built. You know, very few real scientists are questioning that theory, but Egyptologists are attacking it vehemently. It's not possible. And they've done that time and again. They've done that with Tut and been proved wrong. They've done that with so many things in the past and been proved wrong that not a whole lot of people pay a lot of attention to what Egyptologists says. It's kind of a political deal, and they need it to fit a certain religious narrative. And, and, you know, they kind of keep it I don't know, kind of hush-hush, find something new because of that.
2: Uh, Well, researchers have described uh, this uh, Russian boy uh, as extremely shy, uh, above average intelligence, and his outstanding knowledge for the planetary system has confound experts around the world, including scientists.
4: Could be Elliot. So,
2: on a scale of 1 to 10, do you think he's from Mars?
4: Um... Because <laughs> Russians are naturally smart, I mean if I'm gonna be honest and not be facetious at all, I'd have to say a one
2: uh, I was gonna say two, so I'll stick with two yeah two uh, um I believe with two that he's not uh from mars um well um. Uh, you all, uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. You can always email us at Believe It or Not, spelled K N O T T, at HereToChewBubbleGum.com. We'll be back next week with more Believe It or Not.
3: Hello here to True Bubblegum Nation. It is PT, or formerly known as Cronkite. I am here to wish you a very happy anniversary. Goose and the gang are doing a bang-up job uh, in my my absence. I mean, uh, I guess they're doing as best they can do. I mean, we'll just say that. But, uh, no, happy anniversary. It's been a year. You guys are rocking. You guys are killing it. Uh, So glad to have been a part of the show and so glad to uh, to still be a friend of the show
0: take a lighter look into the darker side of the
2: world join elliot Charity, and beagle as they jump into the dark abyss
0: of hauntings fables ufos and beyond The Spooky Family Podcast. You can find them where you
1: listen to quality podcasts.
2: <laughs>
4: it's now time for a Kentucky Spooky Story with.
0: Mercedes. <laughs> at the top of a Mitchell Hill Road is a cemetery and the legend says buried there is a girl who died at the bottom of a hill in a car crash in the 1940s when she and her boyfriend were on their way to prom apparently some people have reported seeing the girl on top of the hill wearing her prom dress wandering through the cemetery or walking along the road
4: You've been listening to a Kentucky Spooky Story with Mercedes.
2: (laughs) You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail for Here to Chew Bubblegum at 606-373-3396. Greetings. I have come here to chew bubblegum and Wait a minute, you can't say that. I want to invite everyone to tune in each Monday night at 10 p.m. for our show, Here to Chew Bubblegum.
0: We talk about UFOs, time travel, conspiracy theories, and other dimensions.
2: Bigfoot, Loch Ness, and lots of other strange and unusual topics. So come on dive down
0: the rabbit hole with us each Monday night at 10 p.m. for Here to Chew Bubblegum.
2: On 107.1 WKCB, The Killer Bee. Don't get lost in the South.
4: Hey
1: everybody, it's Cherokee from Justice League Films. I want to congratulate Here to Chew Bubblegum on a Wonderful year. Goose, Dirty Dan, Rebecca, knocking it out of the park every episode. If you don't tune in, you just might not be American and you might be a
0: terrorist. Hello everyone, this is Elliot Spooky and it's time for another guest ghost
2: story as we celebrate Halloween all month long on Here to Chew Bubblegum greetings hello everyone i'm goose and welcome in to another guest ghost story with me today is a guy that's been on the show before a good friend of mine john marshall with bod's mayhem hour john is also a former ghost hunter so he has plenty of ghost stories to tell us how you doing today my friend
3: doing great doing great like i told you before it's a uh... I'm just glad to see another day, another hour, and see my birthday just passed. So yeah, I'm just I'm happy right now. Well,
2: happy happy birthday! How old are you, or do you want to uh, tell?
3: Well, I'm 24, but it's reversed.
2: Yeah, are you really 42? Yeah, really.
3: Shocking, ain't it? Uh,
2: yeah, you look good to be 42, man.
3: Thank you. I've been working out. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I I'll be 47 in December, and I I do actually work out every day. But man.
3: You don't look like it, Goose.
2: Oh, no. oh, oh, look at that, though, brother. I mean, hey, come on.
3: Hey, I, so. I, I, I can't I can't compete with those guns. This is like a... <laughs>
2: <laughs> do don't that. look like it. I like that. So, um, this is our anniversary show, um, and uh, we're doing the month of October, uh, some guest ghost stories. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on. Thank you very much for coming back on.
3: Yeah, no uh, problem.
2: Thank you for the free swag. I'm going to get you some free swag. Just as soon as we get some made, I've actually tried to just come up with some designs for some T-shirts, and that's one of the hardest things I think I've ever done.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, but we have a new logo that we're going to start using uh, probably next week. So I think I'm going to go with that because it's simple uh, yet satisfying. Whatever yeah. movie that come from, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, tell <laughs> us um, tell us a little bit about Bod's Mayhem Hour first.
3: Well, man, Bod's Mayhem Hour has been my saving grace. And if everybody, you know, who knows me, music's been my saving grace. And and I just wanted to pay it forward. And maybe if music could, you know, like it saved my life, maybe you could save somebody else's life. And I just wanted to help local bands and get them out just a little bit further and and grab a few, you know, national bands and uh, get them on here too. So I've, I've been very fortunate and very blessed to have Bod's Mayhem Hour for, January would be 12 years.
2: Wow. Very, very long time.
3: I love it, man. It's just like I said, I, so, I can't say this enough. Yeah. Eat, breathe, and sleep music.
2: There you go. Wait, just think when you started that, you were 30 years old, my friend.
3: I know. <laughs> I, now I, make
2: fun of me, not that you can't tell I work out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's crazy. Yeah. I, I look back on it and just look to where I've come from. Till now, it's like night and day. It's like I kind of have those Chris Farley moments when he's on Saturday Night Live with uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, you, you, you remember when you was recording this song uh, with the Beatles? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of how it feels.
2: Oh, yeah. I can totally understand that. I mean, there's a lot of people. You know, we've we've grown leaps and bounds over the year here to chew bubble gum. And, you know, I'm very thankful and very blessed for that because this is something that I love to do. And when you see people from Australia that are regular listeners, mm-hmm. uh, well, we just added one from uh, uh, Sudan that's what turned out uh, the last last two weeks to be a regular listener. Oh, wow. And, you know, when you see that worldwide stuff, that just makes you feel, I mean, it just makes you feel good inside, you know, because I started to show to carry on Art Bell's legacy and, you know, give people that do see UFOs and believe in UFOs and time travel and stuff, a platform similar To Art Bells. I mean, you know, I'm not comparing our show to Art Bells by any means because he was the king, he was the master. Um, But, you know, we're on four radio stations now. Um, When this interview airs, the uh, um, news will be official. uh, As of uh, Thursday or Thursday morning, uh, we were picked up by Pandora and we're on the app and website. So, Awesome.
3: Congratulations, man. Yeah, for Thank sure. Thank you very
2: much, brother. Thank you. <laughs> so I totally understand where you're coming from when you talk about, you know, being passionate about something and doing it just because you love doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, you got any big guests coming up on Bod's Mayhem Hour?
3: Yeah, I just interviewed uh, Doug Pinnick from Kings X and KXM uh, today, and that's going to be coming up Monday. So that's the only one so far, but I have others that I'm working on. Um, Hopefully, um, Black Label Society is going to be on the show uh, very shortly. So that's that's I'm always working on something, Goose, with this with this pat with this podcast. I mean, you you never stop, right? Because if you stop, man, it's going to be stale. And then with with what happened to me, you know, losing two weeks, I I feel like I'm I'm way behind. If that makes sense.
2: Oh yeah, totally.
3: In the podcast. But it's like I told everybody, my my health comes first, and that was something that uh, I I never want to go through again.
2: Never, yeah. yeah. I can. Um, I mean, you know, we have took a few breaks over the year, but we've always had new shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that we've pre recorded. We've we we done a best of early long early on, and I don't really like doing a best of because it seems like those are our lowest. Episodes, you know, like download, streaming wise, those are our lowest ones. but uh, hopefully in the next couple of months we'll be able to knock a couple of out one day and be able to take a take a weekend off. But uh, when was the last time you went on a ghost hunt?
3: You're good 19 years ago.
2: Okay. Um, you don't have to name the place or who you were with, but can you tell us one of the most freakiest things that you experienced? during a ghost
3: hunt actually not during the ghost hunt it was actually at my house my apartment when i was a little kid
2: oh okay yeah please um, start there
3: my cousin had came up to spend a night with me and and i was a good i don't know 10 11 years old and i don't know what it was i mean my room was especially especially very hot that night i mean i had the fan on I mean, this is in the summer and i just didn't think it felt right and i told my cousin i was like man before we go to bed I was like I, i'm not feeling this at all <laughs> it's like, i'm not feeling this man so he's like "Yeah, let's just go sleep and, and try it anyway so you know as your kid your you know because it's been night he sleeps with you you know so we're in there talking and this is like two o'clock in the morning and then like i used to put my pillows and stuff at the end of the bed right uh, pillows start flying and socks come out of my sock drawer and just start flying, and I thought it was my dad messing with me because my dad was a big joker. And I, and I could see a shadow in the door frame, and I looked at that real quick, and I was like, "That's not dad. That's my dad." So I just, I was out like a lot, and I just told Marty next morning, I was like, "What was that last night?" He's like, "I don't know, man. I don't know." He wouldn't say much at all, but he's like, "He's like, I know it was there. I know it was there. That was it." But I knew, see- the, I knew that I knew there was I saw it with my own eyes, Goose. Now so, had,
2: had you ever had anything happen prior to that?
3: No. Did- the, only, the only weird thing is like my mom told me a couple weeks before this happened. She said that she seen me. She heard me talking at night while I was asleep. And All I was right. sitting beside the bed and I answered her back. And I don't recall any of this whatsoever. She's like, do you remember me coming to your bedroom last night and ask you what you were doing? Because I heard you talking. And, and she said, you told me that you were sitting there talking to a little boy. I said no. I don't remember that. She's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. You looked at me, and you said that uh, I'm looking at i I'm, I'm talking to a little boy. I'm sorry, my phone rings. It doesn't oh, you're matter.
2: you're totally fine, man.
3: Whenever I do an interview, man, it, that that phone rings.
2: You you are totally fine.
3: But um, yeah, that was two weeks prior to that happening.
2: Now, did you have anything after that happened? No. Okay. Do you think your cousin could have brought it with him, whatever it was?
3: That's a good question, man. I don't,
2: and the, 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 I don't uh, think so. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, I was just, you know, uh, trying to ask that question. And yeah, because sure. it, it never happened prior and didn't happen after. And then he didn't want to talk about it. So maybe that stuff that happened to him all along and he never told anybody
3: that's that that's a good possibility i have tried to talk to him about it still this day and he just like changes the subject so a part of me says that there's something there that he's not telling me Of right. course, i know i know better i mean you know stuff you see how people react
2: oh yeah you know
3: yeah. Yeah. so and i know and i'm like come on man just be straight up i mean if you brought something in it's fine i just take I just, it with you when you
2: leave
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but I swear, goose, that night it was so hot in my room and I told my dad about it and dad's like, yeah, it, it feels a little weird in here and I was just like, hey, you know, but at the time, I didn't have central, central air, in these yeah. apartments. I just had my, my box fan and that was it and I mean, these apartments get hot and I'm yeah. hot, hot, but that night, it was so much more hot than ever and it was just weird and then two weeks after that, that's, You know, that's when, well, two weeks prior to that, that's when the little boy, I was talking to him. So I don't know if that coincides with everything or if it was he brought something in, you know, but that kind of fueled my fire. You know, when my dad passed away, that that fueled my fire even more to get into paranormal stuff. But that was the first incident with all that stuff.
2: So that was why. Do Do you remember your second incident?
3: That was actually on our ghost town, actually.
2: Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh,
3: I mean, basically, we had stuff that moved. I mean, it was just one incident, though. Nothing really took us by surprise until, like, a garbage can moved. I mean, it slammed. I could hear the bag being picked up and then just, bam, slammed down. Wow. And um, that really freaked me out because I don't let nothing really get to me. Right. You know? Per on those, you know, when you do investigations, but now there was another instance where instance I should say, Lord mercy, <laughs> we were at the ah um, oh crap uh, the Octagon Hall down in Franklin, Tennessee,
2: uh-huh.
3: and, and this house was built like an octagon, and because you could see every side of the area because of the Civil War, right? It was a Civil War uh, sort of like a safe house for the North right. and the South. But, uh, we, we were doing a walkthrough during the day and there's a little girl's room on the second floor and she, so, so, you know, she passed away because of her burns. She, she got ash on her dress and it caught fire and she just, her burns took her out, unfortunately, but they had a, um, doll set up in the room. It was wild looking. I got pictures. I'll send it to you sometime. Okay. But during the actual walk through th- this was a door that old old fashioned heavy door it slammed not once but twice.
2: Did you guys open it back up after it slammed oh yeah time?
3: yeah we we checked everything. We're like, okay, is there something that's triggering it when you pass by anything that we could find, man I mean, we were taking you know credit cards and running through the door and the backside say, okay, what, you know, is there anything that we're touching, hitting or anything? (laughs) And it was just one of those things, man, you don't have a camera. Like Robert says, like every damn time something happens, we don't have a camera.
4: Right?
3: It's not running. It's out there in the car or something. (laughs) But, but the weird part was this little kid and his mom and his aunt was there, which I'm not a big believer in taking kids to a location no way shape form or fashion other people that that's your prerogative just me no so i'm behind them and they're coming out and oh it's so weird goose it's so weird how it happened we come out i stopped i didn't look at the door and rob's looking at the door and he's like look 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 the door just like his arm keeps grabbing my shirt the door just goes and shuts. We open it back up, and I'm going. So who's here and wants to talk with us? Evidently, you're you're wanting to know, you're wanting to be known that you're here. You know, you've got this power that you can push the door closed. And we didn't get nothing, but the door closed again after that. So weird. We did see a shadow figure on the second floor again, but not at the girls' room. But over to the other room, where a soldier supposedly had died up in the I guess from his wounds, um, he was hiding from um the north, I think okay, and he died, and uh, I saw the shadow half torso, like he like somebody stepped like going toward the wall, like it's hard to explain, like they just went over by the door. That's what I saw, and just weird. That that old house, it's not an old house, but it's just weird how it's set up. It put me in mind of my old aunt's house out in West Virginia that set out in the bottom. I mean like a mile up in the hills, down in the bottom. That's how it was set up. And um I went and looked and I was like, there's no way. There's no way there's anybody up here messing with us. And I mean, we checked everything because when we did that, we were thorough. We checked everything that we could possibly. I have no explanation other than, yeah, it was personal experience, but I saw what I saw.
2: Right. Um, did you ever see that one video? And this one is probably one of the most realistic looking videos. It was at a Civil War cemetery, I think up north somewhere, where this they start driving down like the center of it because there's graves on each side. And you can actually see a silver a civil war soldier you can't tell what side he walks up and stops right at the edge of the road and they just lock the car up is this for the is it does does,
3: does he stop by like the cannon
2: yes yes yes
3: i've i've seen that but i have questions about it it looks too good to be true
2: well yes it does but it looks to me like it was filmed on a cell phone
3: that's true that's very true. Yeah. I think that was at Gettysburg.
2: Okay. Yes. Yes, it was. You're right. Gettysburg. Uh, that slipped my mind for some reason. Um, if anybody in our area, in the Bunker Studios area, or here to Chew Bubblegum area, we're not in Bunker Studios anymore, anybody <laughs> in our area uh, wants to get into paranormal investigation, what would you recommend the first step be for somebody?
3: Be sure that you're a thousand percent. I mean, let me start that back all over. Be sure that you are a thousand percent committed to this because it's not just all fun and games. I mean, this is something that you're kind of playing with, you're kind of playing like Russian roulette because you don't know what you're going to bring home and you're not guaranteed that you're not going to bring anything home. And I have, it's not fun to deal with. Right. You know, um, some things I wish I didn't do in the paranormal field. I wish I never got into it, but I had you know, questions for myself. But um uh, always, always do your research, you know, get with a good team that's credible, very credible. I cannot stress that enough. Um, and uh, you know, make sure this is something that you are a thousand percent sure that you want to do because it can consume you, it can destroy you. Um it, you know, like if something gets attached to you or whatever, it's just hard to get rid of it, man. And, um, that, you know, that's my opinion. That's just me. I, right. I would like to do another ghost hunt again, but I just, I don't know, man, I do, but I don't want to, you know right. what I'm saying?
2: It's So you do miss it, but you know what it entails. So you kind of dread it a little bit. Oh yeah,
3: I, I do. But I mean, I would help any and everybody out for sure. I'd give them advice, you know, for sure. Um, I just, it's so it's so on the fence man <laughs> yeah
2: well i mean you know um let me ask your opinion on this mm-hmm. um and people's asked me before and i think i've thought about this and i'm pretty sure i thought about this on the show you know i have seen things over the years uh, mm-hmm. that couldn't be explained in reference to paranormal i don't feel threatened or scared or you know it is what it is, you know, I don't put, you know, any thought into it, you know, if I do see and I've actually heard some stuff too, and, uh, you know, but it just, I don't pay any mind to it, you know, and some people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that, and I even told a guy, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm very spiritual, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't go, and I have been on ghost hunts, um, I was on one um, about, three weeks ago. And, uh, you know, and I even told him beforehand, I'm like, guys, you're probably not going to get anything, you know, with me here. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, I've never really had any luck ghost hunting with people when I've mm-hmm. left places and they've continued, then they've had, have experiences.
4: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, I'm like, I'm not a negative person. I'm really not, but it just seems like nothing happens when I'm around.
3: Yeah. And, and some people are like that some people can go to a location and be with a group and nothing happens. and then just as sure man as they get in their vehicle and leave it's like oh hell breaks loose yeah can, and that's,
2: that's similar to what happened at this one I did here locally about three or four weeks ago you
3: know
2: <laughs> so <laughs>
3: it's a it's an interesting thing and it and it, it does raises questions and it does make you want to dive into it more to understand why, why this happens. It, it It's weird that now I guess the veil is kind of being more exposed. If that makes sense. Right. A lot of people yes. now are seeing more stuff. Yes. And I think it's the change of, you know, our, our world. And yeah. honestly, you know, yeah. different weather patterns. Look at all this stuff that the, that the government's messing with now, you know, Hey, I, whatever people tell me that they that they believe and see and i can tell with conviction that they're telling me with it i, I believe them you know I, i'll give them right. the benefit of the doubt because i was there at that one point you
1: yeah know?
2: yeah so. um in our area what's one of the most haunted places you think in our area that has never let you down you always had activity
3: I mean, there's a lot of places around here. Um, I mean as far as like most hunt, I mean the most thing EVPs I've ever got was like at Middle Creek Battlefield. Okay. A very, 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 very long time ago. Which we had permission to be there though. You know, that was a good spot. Um I, I don't I don't suggest anybody go there unless you have permission to be there for sure. Um respect that place. Yes. Um, because the 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 folks that you know work you know take care of that location, things. I respect those people because they're, they're doing this out of the grace of their heart and not getting paid for it. So, you know, be, be respectful to them. But, um, yeah, we've caught cannon fire horses, which is weird because we're right next to a highway and we're catching stuff like that. Um, you know, soldiers voices with the thick, thick Southern draw. I mean, wow. Yeah. We, we've got some, we, we've got some good stuff from there before. I like that place a lot, actually. So, yeah. I mean, you
2: know, when you go to the daytime just to to look at that place, it's just amazing, you know. I mean, and to sit and think, you know, what may have happened there is just, you know, it's it's hard to comprehend sometimes, you know. Um, Switching gears real quick before I let you off here. What were your thoughts on the Tic Tac video, the Tic Tac videos? And then the governments, uh, when they released the what the, happened in the reports, really was nothing. What was your thoughts on that?
3: When I saw the Tic Tac videos, I was like, it's about time.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you've yeah. got these
3: pilots who see this thing. And I mean, it's like going by I'm like they're sitting still. And the pilots are like they're going like 400 somewhat knots, I guess. What is it? Yeah. Am I wrong? Like no, that.
2: no, no, you're right. they
3: and they're just like, what the crap? <laughs> this this can't be happening. So yeah, I I just say it's about time, but like all the other stuff that they're I'm sure it, it's gonna come out sooner or later. More and, stuff.
2: Yeah, and, and I totally agree with you uh on on that, you know. Um I think we'll eventually know the truth. And it makes me wonder, you know, they released three videos or that they mm-hmm. confirmed three videos. They were leaked. But it makes me wonder how many more they had that they've not put out. Because oh, yeah. I do know and have confirmation that there is more that that weren't leaked that they're holding on to. They've not put those out.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's, there's tons of stuff they've got, man, that they're not released yet. And they probably won't release it, but eventually they will. Maybe not in our time frame. But uh, you know, eventually.
2: Well, I hope so. I uh, hope. Oh, I hope. I hope we see it in our lifetime, and I oh, honestly think that we will. So I think I just, by the I think by the time that uh, before I'm sixty, I I think we will know the truth.
3: Yeah, I would hope so because I I like to know about the uh, what was it. There was a uh, UFO spotted above the uh, White House a long yes. time ago. Yeah, I like yeah, know yeah,
2: Those was in the fifties. I do
3: like know if that was legit, if that was just something to oh, get everybody scared about. Because by that time, man, UFOs was a big thing.
2: Yeah, that and in in my research and investigation and opinion, I think that was totally legit mm. because the government has always downplayed stuff. I don't think they want to scare sure. people. You know, and George Bush even made the comment, you know, when he and he had Alzheimer's when he made his comment, but they asked him about UFOs and alien life. And he said the public can't handle the truth. And I'm paraphrasing there. Mm. But, you know, he said they couldn't handle the truth.
3: And, and uh, you know what? That's a that's a good statement. Well, yeah. you, really think, you really think people are going to handle that truth? That's true.
2: I think I could.
3: Well, yeah, us, but, I mean, <laughs> other people, do you think that?
2: No, no, because, I mean, hell, <laughs> look what everybody did over toilet paper last year. And
3: yeah, what was that um, other one? Why, why Was it Y2J? Not Y2J. <laughs> 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 uh, Talk well, God, is
2: Jericho. That is
3: right. Uh, Y2J, Lord of mercy. God. Y2K. Uh, that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look what people did with that crap.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're Y2K. exactly right. Lord so. of mercy. <laughs> Oh, well, John, thank you very much for coming on again. That was John Marshall with the Bod's Mayhem Hour. And uh, thank you very much, John, for being our uh, guest ghost story. As we we continue this month of October.
3: Yeah, man, no problem whatsoever. And congratulations. I like what you guys are doing. And uh, keep it up, man, for sure. And I'm a big supporter of you guys and always will be a big supporter of you all, for sure.
2: Thank you very much, John. That sure means a lot to us. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that's john marshall bods mayhem hour be sure to check it out and welcome back to here to chew Bubblegum. gum uh, this is uh Episode 51, Part 2, our anniversary special as we continue to celebrate one year in existence of Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tell us about the group that you're talking about this month, Dirty Dan.
0: Well, as you noticed earlier, uh, I am rocking one of their shirts. Yes, I did. Uh, And for the next few episodes, we will still be talking about and recognizing the group with their amazing work called the Till Valhalla Project. They were established in 2017 rocking the slogan where heroes live on forever under their wonderful tribute of a logo. The TVP team is all about bringing and spreading awareness to help our vets and soldiers meet the ones who devote and sacrifice their time to protect our lives and our freedoms. So we can do things like this show on our podcast and sometimes and all too much, unfortunately, the ones that give the ultimate sacrifice their own lives for us. Julia's quoted saying, our mission is to do whatever it takes, anything to get our name out and our purpose to the masses. The sale of these products, of course, will help make a difference, but it's the conversations and the awareness that they bring to lessen the 22 a day plus one active duty death or suicide that is more significant than any monetary donation. We need to support each other, most notably our brothers and sisters and families left behind. And starting in 2019, they ramped up their donations an additional 20% of net proceeds uh, towards that, that suicide cause. And as of about a month ago now, they broke the $1 million mark in under two full years. That is awesome. Um, and, and folks, it's not just about the vets. It's not just about the active duty. They are a true believer of ending all suicide. Um, I had a shirt on last week that said, I can't promise to fix your, your problems, but I can promise you won't face them alone. End all suicide. Uh, it is a very near and dear cause to my heart and I know Goose's heart and a lot more people than they they might want to admit. So go to tillvalhallaproject.com Project.com. That's T-I-L-V-A-L-H-A-L-L-A project.com. You can donate, you can tip, you can buy merch, you can just write a message to them and volunteer. Um just give back some way if if you can, in any way you can, it's always for a good cause. Because I guarantee that nine out of ten people out there have been affected have been affected by a suicide in one way, shape, or form. Um, Very well so said. Go check them out and then folks don't forget to go check out awp adventures with purpose on youtube and adventureswithpurpose.com
2: i want to say special thanks to carlin for all the voiceover work don't forget about the new Men Life crisis album out now and be sure to check out and support our friends with their own shows i'm talking about ck and uncle bill over at deadpit.com justin perkins with talk junkie jordan and brad of down on the holler seth Ambergie with sess daily podcast and he does have a new online station uh, up and running we will bring you that information next week uh elliot gertie and beagle over at the spooky family podcast.com and the mountain mystery podcast with chris sloan Uh, don't forget about cronkite snowman and large marge over at paranormal trucker you can find them on youtube and if you want to awaken more check out rebecca short on tiktok and honest rebecca thoughts on twitch that'll do it for this week we'll see you next week and until then so long for now
0: maybe i'm not leaving Maybe I'm just going home.
2: Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.